Hey guys, Ralph Plaskett here, author of the acclaimed book, Deepening Growth, Powerful Lessons in Cultivating Your Personal Transformation, and founder of the Plaskett Institute, where we help passionate coaches, consultants, and educators strengthen their personal mastery so that they can help their clients in their personal transformations. Hey guys, I just wanted to introduce to you part two of Leading in VUCA Times, uh, the conversation that Lorenzo and I have had if you were paying attention, you saw um, or you listened to, well, you saw and listened to uh, part one. So now we're going to go and dive into part two, the conclusion of Leading in VUCA Times. This is a very important series uh, because what we're going to find, what we certainly have found in 2020 and what we're going to find continually uh, going on are the characteristics in order to embrace a particular type of environment. And this is the environment that is natural to us now, these VUCA times, volatility, uncertainty, ambiguity, um, and complexity. These uh, characteristics of the environment are going to stay with us for the foreseeable ever, right? Not the foreseeable future, but for foreseeable ever. And we need to learn how to operate and thrive within these, this context. So, this is the second part. This is the conclusion part. I'm so happy for that you're joining with me today so that you can listen to Lorenzo and I talk about the characteristics of leaders in these times. So we're going to start right about now. And what would it take for them to fully embrace it all? And I, I personally believe that, you know, to answer, at least offer some thoughts on my own question, it really comes from a personal desire. Oh, absolutely. You You have to choose it. Just like he made a choice, right? You have to choose it. And, and even if it's sprung on you, however that may happen, it's the willingness, still in making a choice, the willingness to say, okay, well, I'm here. Um, and I need to show up in this mode in order to best lead. Yeah. Yeah, to best lead. <laughs> now, I'm just reflecting on my days. <sighs> Showing up in your best mode. That's, that's not an easy thing, especially when these things called moods and emotions oh, yeah. impact that you don't even realize is impacted. Um, but let me say it differently so the audience can understand when it really, when life really snaps you in the face that you don't yeah. feel like going to work, being a leader. <laughs> right. Because leaders right. are humans too. Right. They go through life. And which, which, man. Yeah, I, again, I, I I could give personal stories, you know, one in, 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 in fact was, you know, when I personally went through my divorce and, uh, you know, I thought it was at the top of my game, man, you know, as a leader. But then when that happens, like, I, it took a while for me to rediscover myself, Adam, mm -hmm. because I felt that, okay, because that had happened, I wasn't worthy enough to continue serving in a capacity. Mm. 
And as I continued to reflect on my own experiences, I'm like, man, I guess there was more of a level of shame, right? Quote, unquote, embarrassment. No one told me I wasn't effective as a leader. No one told me I needed to step down out of position one, two, three, four. It was my own thinking. Right. My own thinking. So what I what I heard you highlight there is that at times when when we're faced at life, faced with life as we are all living, um, is that you know it's in in a leadership capacity. Certainly, there are times where we have to first have an outlet, right, to be able to communicate with. Um, but certainly, there are times where we have to. Um, the best thing that's coming to mind for me is die to self so that you can show up for others in the servant leadership capacity and, and serve others in this present time, right? You know, kind of put that stuff on the back burner um, because right now you have to show up and, and lead. So yes and no. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's easier said than done. You know, we, you know, we can put things on the back burner, but then the question becomes, when does the back burner become the front burner? Yeah, when they bring it forward. Right. And, oh, by the way, the common denominator in the equation is yourself. Right. So, one of your favorite words, phrase all your self-care piece, right? Yep. And so, I was horrible at that. <laughs> horrible. Matter of fact, I, I couldn't define it, couldn't spell it. It wasn't even part of my vocabulary because I was so much, you know, about getting after it. Um, so that's why I said, you know, sometimes easier said than done. Um, but I would also say, knowing what I know today, it is necessary for you to, you as a leader, to you know, sit back, reflect. Think about those things that's going to take care of self so that you can be your best self at all. Because um, it's one of the same. This, this notion of putting on a mask and, and um, showing up differently, it, it, just, it just wears on you. It wears on you. So you didn't realize this, but I was one or the other. Stuff that I have on my little card was self care. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I'm gonna stop letting you set up like this. <laughs> well, what can I say though? Zoe, you, you, you know, this is your cup of tea, right? So you, I, I, I in this piece of paper, I said, "What would Zoe do?" <laughs> right, and and I started jotting down some things that I thought. Uh, would be good for conversation and certainly uh, good as a um, as a framework for the capacities of leadership. Well, so what's even interesting, right? So coming back to the self care piece, I am be I'm getting more and more comfortable talking about some of the things that I personally went through as a leader. Especially as you know, again, as I frame myself, okay, I was there at one point, you know, quote unquote, not arrived, but I was there and then I fell. And what I'm finding is as I continue to talk about this, um, 
guess for the lack of better words, and you might want to bleep this part out. I guess I'm coming in touch with my emotions. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. I got to laugh at myself, right? You know, it's probably like one of the full man corny jokes. Like, why is he laughing? Well, the the premise behind all that is me and emotion. That was not an equation. It was like something I just shut off. And uh, but I, I said all that to say this is like more and more I talk about this. Like okay, hmm. I continue to build, build, grow, and grow. Um, even from my own lived experience as a leader, and even as a coach, as a just a decent human being. And it's okay. Oh, certainly. And it's perfect okay. Uh, otherwise, you know, you're not human, right? I mean, your emotions are what part of what makes uh, makes you up to be human. Yeah, but I, I thought that it's okay piece there because, you know, as we sit in leadership position, if something were to not go as planned, we could beat ourselves up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. We begin to find fault. We begin to blame self. We look at everything, and we we often not give ourselves permission. So you know what? It's okay. Or changing the mindset. You know, as you go back to Carol Dweck and book mindset. Oh, this is a growth opportunity. Um, now, there's another part of the other side of the coin. Don't do things purposely to you know mess things up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One would hope that doesn't happen, but of course that, it does. Put that public disclaimer out there. Well, you go try it all the time and just say, oh, no. Oh, crazy. <laughs> and I, you're in that position because we, we got to expect you to succeed. Right. <laughs> right? And, again, and with that position, it comes as a tremendous amount of responsibility. Because, again, right. I come back to, again, the initial question you asked about leading the VUCA environment. People was at the end of the stick at the end of the day. You know, people you will call friends, people you will call teammates. Um, if you know their families, you know, all that comes with the weight of the position. Knowing their kids, attending whatever type of events or their parents, you know, all of that. And, and God forbid you're on the other end of a conversation where, you know, you're, you're talking about now losing someone. Right. Um, and so leadership, in my view, is, is definitely a huge responsibility, whether it's from the household to the boardroom. It's no different. No, I love that analogy, household to the boardroom. So you kind of walked into this one as well, right? So we again, we talked about authenticity. We talked about uh, empathy, humility. Um, we talked about self-care, right? Now, and and you, what you just walked into uh, was resilience. <laughs> that's that's what you you know sort of just described. 
Yeah. And again, here here I go, right? The the the, the gremlin in my own head is like, you know, because these are words that were never part of my vocabulary. All right. Resilience, what does that mean? That means get back up and do it again. You fell off the bike, so what? Get back on it, ride again, try it again. You no longer have training. It's almost like you're graduating from the tricycle to the bicycle that has the training wheels. And now your parents just remove the training wheels. Right. Yeah, you fall, scrape your knee. Eh. Well, not in today's society, because people parents probably want to take their kids to the emergency room, but everyone's <laughs> scraping the knee, right? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, get up. <laughs> <laughs> A little blood on dirt ain't never hurt nobody. I would get up and try it again. And yeah. that that's matter of fact, I won't say try it again having the mindset to do it again without holding judgment against self or right. any other thing. Again, coming back to the place, so it's okay. Yeah, I think uh, Mason has a good definition of resilience. Um, George Mason University, they call it, uh, well, now that I say it, now I can't remember it, right? So it's the <laughs> <laughs> being able to um, you know, get up again, as you described, in the face of stress and anxiety and all these other pressures on you, uh, to be able to get up and still continue to move forward. You know, that's my paraphrased version of Mason's um, definition of resilience, but it's exactly what you just described, right? Look, I mean, especially in leadership capacity, I have... Um, I have these, if I'm, if I'm in the frame of mind as I'm a servant lead, I'm serving these people um, and these people depend on me, um, I, I can't stay down for too much longer. Uh, I need to be able to get up and figure my way out um, of this situation, <clears throat> whatever it is, even if it's self-care um, or a particular organizational uh, challenge, um, figure my way out in order to figure a way forward. So we bring up description, right? You bring up Jesus. And now we talk about resilience. And what comes to mind was he was on the cross and he was praying, he was talking to God to remove this bitter cup. And even still, he was like, you know what, I still gotta do this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'm <laughs> um, um I'm making an analogy. I'm not comparing. I'm going to be clear there. I'm not comparing, but I'm making an analogy, right? So before this call, we were talking about Chadwick Boseman, um, Chadwick Boseman, um, and how you know he was very diligent on the type of movies that represented his culture um, and put them in a positive light. He was very specific on how he did his work. Right. And what we learned in his passing is that he did it while under, you know, um, you know, terminal cancer, um, colon cancer. And even in, even in the midst of his going through, he still said, by show of his actions, he said, I need to be able to perform this passion of mine, this acting. But, but it was well beyond just the acting and it was a passion for him. It, 
the way that he wanted to leave out a legacy and certainly the way that he wanted to represent his people in film um, and, and those, those key characters, like 42 characters, those key persons as he represented them, um, like 42, you know, even you, you referenced Jesus on the cross. I said, even in the midst of the challenge um, of this cancer he still went through, right? Um, and I, I only bring up that reference only because um, it, it's it's a more it's a relevant reference. I'm not going to say more relevant one over the other, but it's a relevant reference that some some people might be able to tack on to as they're listening to this podcast um, to kind of relate back to what we saw in in Jesus on the cross and even going through being persecuted by the very people to whom he was here to help save and in, um, and and particularly educate on the, of a better way. He, uh, he still on, in that capacity sought to be um, their leader even as he went through their persecution. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, there's, there's a young lady She's in a situation right now, single parent, where because of the pandemic and where she's in life, she, you know, she has kids. And it's almost like a catch-22 for her, where what I understand part of the conversation she's having how do I survive, but most specifically, how do I as a mother best position my kids for success? Kids can't go to school. And if the kids can't go to school, she can't go to work because right. she can't trust anyone else but the kids. Now, there's a whole lot of backdrop to the story. Right, right, right. Uh, trauma and things like that. <clears throat> And, I'm, and I, as we talk about resilience, you know, we mentioned Chadwick Boseman, as we mentioned you know, Jesus, anyone else for that matter. You know, what is the, that intrinsic value that kicks you from the heart to say, you know what, I got to get up and I still got to get out there. Yep. Because it's that important. And I think that, you know, <clears throat> when we talk about resilience, you know, I think it really stems or it emanates from an inner being where at the end of the day, it's something that you personally commit to that you oftentimes you can't describe. Or perhaps you haven't had an opportunity to describe it to others as to why you're doing what you're doing, why you choose to continue to get out regardless of being knocked down. John Lewis, the Dr. Kings, and all everyone else, because it matters. Most important, it matters to me as an individual because I see myself in the bigger picture, the fabric of what is it I'm, I'm, I'm you know, designing. I think that's a beautiful summary, um, and here's what is the summary: because it matters. 
and then once and whatever it is for you um, and then once someone comes to that realization then they're they're unstoppable yeah right oh. like the examples that you gave right the, when the person as i was going to say if but so when the person identifies the it oh, yes. because it matters nothing can stop them I mean, you, I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. I, no doubt. No doubt. You have a sense of peace and fulfillment. I mean, because you see yourself moving towards a, a purpose end state or purpose objective that only you can define. And, and using the word because it matters. <laughs> Which go, right, we, we go down so many rabbit holes. I'm thinking about, you know, so many people, oh, you know, live your best life. Okay, let's let's talk about live. Right. <laughs> what are you truly? Let's let's talk about how you live it. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe we can bring it up for the next time. No, let's um, just change the topic. Do what you do normally. Just wait till now. No use to fill in to spark the conversation. You like that, eh? You like that, eh? <laughs> I do. I do like it. You know, I like it where again because I don't know what the topics are. Right. Until you know moments prior, it doesn't. I think it. It gives it one. I'm not prepared for it, so what you ask me is okay. Well, I'm just throwing it out there. It's just our conversations, man. That's and and there's such richness that we found in in our conversations that we think it's could certainly be useful and helpful for others to be able to at least hear it, so they can take it however they want to take it. But I come back to the to the leadership of the group environment, man. And I. I I do apologize. We're probably going to wrap this up short. Um, so important. So important. And I would probably say just as critical, coming back to the phrase I used earlier, just as critical in the home, then going to the external elements. Yep. Um, more important, just because of today's time. I mean, so many things are being uh, highlighted. Matter of fact, I want to say highlight just being publicized right. that we thought was dead, or thought we've made significant progress on. Then it's probably oof. You know what you said from from the home to the boardroom is, I think, how you categorized it. And you know, you did not realize it yet again, <laughs> but you walked into this one. So my my final one <laughs> is. Is a, is a word called inclusion. Leadership um, in this VUCA environment, how important is inclusion, I guess, regardless of the environment? I, 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 don't, I don't think you can be a leader without the word inclusion. So if you exclude you, you're not in a position of leadership. Mm. 
That's that's a that's that's powerful. How how do you purposely dismiss people in the environment to accomplish anything? Again, if the if the organization only required one person to do a task, then that'd be you. And you won't be considered as a leader. Leader one and leader. You're right. right. I think, you know, inclusion, you know, the, and, I, and I get it. There's a lot of organizations talk about diversity and inclusion. Um, the inclusion pieces, you know, because it's, it's really to move other people out there, you know, put a highlight and, and shed some light on certain things. But I just think, you know, from a leadership perspective, without, you, you cannot be a leader if you exclude. That's, that's I, I can't say anything different. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's the anvil being dropped, right? You know, we talk about mic drop, that's the anvil being dropped, period. Right? You know, how, how is it, like you said, I'm just repeating what your words now, how is it that we can call ourselves a leader if we're excluding people? And that, that just doesn't make any sense. It's just, it's beyond the definition. That's just uh, not what that role, that position um, entails. Yeah, now let us also consider the fact that, you know, part of reality is people have favorites. Yeah. And people purposely shy away from what they will categorize as tough conversations or uh, difficult conversations in the workplace. So unconsciously they may exclude others. And, and what I would say, you know, in those scenarios, you, they got to do a self-assessment. Absolutely. Because you can best believe the audience, the workforce, the people around them, they are noticing. Oh, they recognize it quickly. Yeah. Why does Kenny talking to me? But he just talked to him. Why you got to tell him to tell me something? Right. Don't you have a pair? <laughs> Come talk to me. <laughs> I ain't nobody parent. <laughs> right. 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 Hey, we're not kids here. We are grown folks in most scenarios, right? So yeah. Well, let me not you know, okay then that's another <laughs> topic. Right. But so exactly that, right? So if that's something that a leader faces. They recognize, look, I have my favorites. I have, I have persons that um, I, I focus on versus others. For whatever reason, that should be a trigger, an indicator. That should be something that a, a light bulb that goes off and says, there's something here that I need to work on. So you use the word should, and I would say to you, in many cases, I'm not going to say all, in many right. cases, a lot of them don't realize that it's a blind spot. I agree. And they don't realize this until one of their seniors or if they get this instrument called 360 review right. in their career progression, like, oh, I have a ding. I did not get an A. I have a B. Right. That's when they come to the realization. Um, because again, you know, they just—I don't know. No, you know, you know. Well, you know. I, I was about to make an assumption here. You know, most times they they shy away from those conversations because they don't want to spend the energy in actually meeting people 
at the human level. And then again, you can you can avoid a lot of it if you just have that really invest in the conversation up front and really begin to build those relationships through and through as opposed to when you get to a point of needing to have a quote unquote tough conversation. Right. Because at that point it's not authentic, which we talked about, right? And it doesn't it doesn't necessarily be, need to be tough either. Case it's a point, conversation. It's a conversation. Case in point, you you and I have a relationship. If we did not have a relationship and we did not know how to communicate with each other, and I got to tell you something that's, you know, hey, we're off the I got something to tell you, but I'm beating around the bush. Right. Problem. It's, it's not going to go well for me, first and foremost. Right. You, and then even the third part of the, the situation, which is truly what the meat of the conversation ought to be. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and no, I'll, I'll leave that there. No, I don't leave you. Hey, I'm gonna hold you accountable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying, right? So I, I said, you know, inclusion was the last thing on the list. Um, uh, but you know what you brought up um, of self-awareness as a capacity for leadership. Um, you know, certainly could be on this list here yeah. uh, of the things that in the role of a leader, either you were before or certainly when you're in that position, you seek out a means to increase your self-awareness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, definitely. Definitely. And I'll add that, you know, having the willingness to to want to hold the space or be in the space right. where you can increase your own self-awareness uh, in an unbiased, non-judgmental format. Because again, we are all human, so you know, I don't want nobody sitting there criticizing me. Right, right, exactly. And, and all of this, all of the capacities we talk about, right, it can be forced, right? You have to be a willing participant. And otherwise, again, the first one that we talked about, it's not going to show up authentically in you, right? You know, you, you can't just decide to brute force this thing. It has to be, you have to be, you have to, it has to be invited, you have to welcome it, you have to um, be authentically interested in uh, acquiring or um, developing these areas. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see. Now, this is my last piece on this. What we're talking about today is the human element of leadership, right. not the competence. Right, right. And I remember seeing a, a phrase some time ago, um, you know, might have been a phrase or a quote, but we will reference this, today's conversation as, you know, topics on soft skills. All right. <laughs> uh, we've talked about that, right? Soft skills. Oh, so before, really? Just find soft. <laughs> right. What the heck is that? The soft most, skills. Most people will say this, this is hard. Extremely difficult. And uh, I, I, I'm just of the position that this is the necessary skill. 
to be a leader, unless I set up skills. Yes. Because um, there's more that goes to it. You know, we can just scrape the, the tip of the iceberg. Yep. True, granted, competency is important as well. Um, however, I believe when you're firmly in a position of leadership, that the quote unquote, the soft skills we're talking about, by far, will propel, compel, move mountains. Yeah, if, if I have a choice, right, between someone who has the competencies or technical skills, if you would, um, but not the soft skills that we talked about uh, versus someone who may not have the competencies or technical skills, able to learn. Um, and these are competencies. I'm choosing the competencies over that completely, yeah. right? Because then I know you can frame out an environment within my organization that's going to be healthy uh, for my people to grow, uh, for my people uh, to be inspired for my people to take action for my people to move the organization forward Yeah, how powerful could that be? I think that was the anvil drop boom right. So I appreciate you uh, you there sticking in with me and having a conversation about uh, something that you didn't even know I was gonna bring up but I talked about one of your passions there leadership so I brought a few a few things to be able to talk through about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got me today. Yeah, you got me today. And you know, you know what what will we we play we play checkers? Oh I'm sorry, chess. What am I saying? Checkers. Uh, we play check uh, we play chess, man. I think I I think I move moved up bishop just right. <laughs> it, it was well it was well played. Well played today. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably going to sit on that, that question, that initial question some more. The, the importance of leadership in a remote environment. Mm. Again, I don't think I'm going to change my perspective that it doesn't matter. Um, because, you know, people is at the forefront. Right, right. But I feel that, you know, from my own perspective, my own lens, you know, there's a lot more to unpack. Because it's just, I mean, people are just so important. And, and people may say, oh, this joke is just saying what he's saying. I mean, I, I just live it. And maybe that's why I feel so strongly that, okay, I have to you know, reflect a little more on that question. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's reflect some more on it. Because in my reflection, and I'll acknowledge that it was a very short-lived reflection, I jotted down, uh, you know, this tiny post-it worth of notes, right? Um, but certainly, <laughs> there's a whole there's a body of work on it, a huge body of work on leadership, um, regardless of the environment. Um, and uh, there is certainly an opportunity to be able to dig in some key areas um, that are fruitful for the audience. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe for another episode. Though. Another episode. There we go. Mm -hmm.